another fun day at Camp Retro Club. Today we will be watching Nothing But Trouble in the Rec Hall. Afterwards, we'll be taking our annual field trip to Vulcanvania. Let's just make sure we all make it back this time. Hello, and welcome to the Retro Club. We're your host, Megan. And John. Are we singing again? We should have. <laughs> Our singing careers haven't taken off yet, but we're still waiting. You can uh, email one us. One of us. For <laughs> one of us. What? Yes, I'm doing just fine. Wait, have you already booked gigs? What are you doing? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, so we finally have our uh, TikTok <laughs> up and running. <laughs> I yeah. got that going. Got the Patreon and that TikTok up. Yeah, which, okay, uh, I'm going to address this first and foremost. We It was brought to our attention that for whatever reason, our Patreon does not pull up on the app, but it does on the full website, which is very confusing. But if you go to the full website and search for us and then open the app, then we show up. It doesn't make any sense. So if anyone is wanting to follow us on Patreon to get all of our exclusive episodes and extra content and you've been having trouble, try going to the full website, patreon.com, and search for The Retro Club. I think our uh, Patreon is also linked to all of our social media. So yeah, that I'll, shouldn't be hard to do at all. Yeah, I'll get it put out there. I'll probably make a post on social media too just with a, a link to patreon but if you've been having trouble trying to join our patreon that try going to the full website that seems to be working i don't know what it is i think it's something with patreon it's not us as far as i can tell so sorry about that if you've been trying to get onto our patreon science yes <laughs> <laughs> i've been dying to say that all day and i don't know why <laughs> i don't think that was the the a good part to, to say, say it. it okay you all gotta, right well yeah it is because you have to have the science figured out to be able to get into our patreon that's true i guess all right so what is going on this week we had an eventful week yeah our daughter turned into reagan from the exorcist mm-hmm. she's thrown up so much i don't know how she fitted onto her tiny body i don't know where it all came from yeah i had throw up all over me not to be gross and all that but Megan never had to deal with it. I dealt with it. She every threw time. up on my pillow right next to my face. <laughs> what are you talking about? She, that wasn't even that bad. Like oh, she threw up completely down me. All right. Yeah. She, if you remember a few weeks back, I was sick and had like the cough and stuff. And, um, but overall, it wasn't too bad. I did have some like tummy troubles, but whatever. And then it was fine. Like after a day or two, it was gone. Yeah. So I think it's just kind of getting passed down. And unfortunately, I kind of always knew as a parent I was going to have to deal with throw up at some point it's bad. i just i wasn't ready not not yet she's only like 15 months old why is this happening <laughs> i was okay with it it's just uh well we're not gonna talk about it you guys it was really gross you guys know already and uh yeah so our kid we've had our first bout of that for <laughs> like an entire 24 hours practically it was not good <laughs> it was just it was all bad i hurt my back yeah i've been old Yes, I'm old. <laughs> one old back. foot in the grave. Mm-hmm. You know what they say? You got to put one foot in front of the other. I guess. Put your Careful where you're stepping. Down, down, down. Oh, my God. Love Revenge of the Nerds. Great movie. Yeah, so John's old and his back's broken and whatever. He's just a broken man. <laughs> man, what is happening? <laughs> but that did not stop us from going to a concert. Yeah, I uh, felt really good at the concert. Got to hang out with my friend Bill. Uh, I haven't really got to do a whole lot with him, but that was great. Mm -hmm. It was really good. If I was going to rank the bands that played, uh, I'd probably say Firehouse was the best. Yeah, we to went and saw anyway. some 80s bands, so it wasn't mm -hmm. anybody like recent, I guess, or new. <laughs> it was so hot. The bands all did short sets, too yeah it sucked like just sitting there not even doing the bare minimum singing along was about as much as i did and i still had like sweat running down my back it was <laughs> awesome when i was setting i was fine yeah i 
I probably I probably partied a little too hard at the beginning, but I was I was fine at the at the end. Yeah. Uh, we went on a little trip for, uh, it's actually for my other podcast. Um, mm-hmm. John and I took a little ghost hunting trip, so I guess I won't say the name of it so I don't spoil it for the episode <laughs> coming up here soon, but it's, uh, it, was, it was fun. Megan was using all these gizmos and gadgets mm-hmm. and I felt like Ray Stance from Ghostbusters. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You carried the EMF the whole mm-hmm. time, so Talking about book book stacks. Oh God, that yes, yeah, no, no one human person would ever stack book like this. <laughs> <laughs> and then sad news, actually, that like fresh news as we're recording this, we just found out that um, Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens, yeah, passed away. Yeah, that was a real shot because I've been a fan of him my whole life. Well, it said he passed away from his uh, a battle he's had with cancer for mm-hmm. several years. I didn't he's even kept it. He kept it under wraps. Really private. Yeah. Did you know he had cancer or anything? like that? I knew that? there was a reason. Like he was looking so frail. Mm-hmm. I kind of figured it was cancer because Elvira. He's really close friends with Cassandra Peterson, mm-hmm. and and I forgot about that. I saw her post and I was like, oh no. It was very heartfelt, man. Like I got emotional like reading it because that's like real friendship. Mm-hmm. Like, they knew each other before they became the characters they've become. Yeah. And I'll go ahead and spoil it. This We already had this planned. We have our movies mm-hmm. mapped out several weeks in advance. And actually, Pee-wee Herman. Yeah, Big Adventure is what we're covering next Pee-wee's week. Big Adventure, yeah. One of our favorite movies. Mm-hmm. We kept talking about it. We've talked about it here on the podcast a few times. But we actually had it mapped out to cover next week. So, it's just really weird timing on that, I guess. Another thing about... Uh, Pee Wee, I want to say I'm going to do a for my uh, Patreon exclusive for the Pork Shop Express. I think I'm going to do an episode about uh, Paul Rubens. Okay. Just because of all the things I've watched with him growing up and mm-hmm. what he kind of meant to my childhood. I think yeah. I, I think I kind of owe that. That'd be nice. Oh, can we talk about when you scared the shit out of me? Yeah. <laughs> John is really easy to scare, you guys. Don't let him fool you. All I have I to do... I wasn't. I just have to walk into a room quietly and stand there and wait for him to turn around. And he's like... <laughs> More than anything, it's your soulless eyes. How about that? Okay. <laughs> Since you're going to just keep taking shots at me. Well, I was in our basement um, getting... I was doing laundry, I think, or something probably. The thing is, is like Megan will just out of nowhere disappear and then you'll yell for her thinking oh she must be doing something and then you go and you forget that she's gone because you're forgettable (laughs) and then you open a door and there she is yeah i was downstairs doing laundry and i could hear he had just come home i could hear him walking upstairs so i stood at the bottom of the stairs knowing he was going to open the basement door and i was just standing at the bottom staring up at him (laughs) i know old jack torrance down there (laughs) anyway speaking of scary stuff this week, we're covering... Did you have anything else to cover? I'm sorry. Uh, one last thing. We were out at this place uh, doing this little adventure, and like a big shadow came over me. Uh, like I don't know what it was. It had to have been a bird, obviously. But like I looked up and nothing was there, but there was this ginormous shadow that came over me and scared the crap out of me. I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you were at one spot and I was at another spot. Oh, well, that's still scary. And speaking of scary, <laughs> this, <Science>. week, <laughs> this week, we can finally jump into our episode. We are covering oh, God, an interesting movie choice. So this week, it's the first <laughs> Wednesday of the month, which means John got to pick a movie that I have never seen. I got to pick the movie, but I didn't pick the movie. That's not fair. We'll get into it. John gets to got to pick a movie that I have never seen. He had an added bonus if he could find someone in the movie that I picked last month in this his current pick. All right, but listen to this. Before I she does this and like she pigeonholed me first. That okay. I gave you off. Look, I understand you pretty much had to go with David Arquette. Yes. And there are David Arquette movies I haven't seen, and you didn't want to watch them. No. Look at his catalog. His catalog is garbage. I've never seen Eight Legged Freaks. You could have picked that. You're not missing anything, sweetheart. (laughs) 
Look, it was just an added bonus challenge. You didn't pass the challenge. I could have Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but your ass already saw it. That's like one of his I best have. movies. I have seen that. Um, oh, I should have picked Scream 4. You don't remember seeing it. What? John Jesus, but I have seen it. Do you remember anything about it? I don't know, John. Exactly. All right, so this week, we he did have to go... Uh, drop the challenge and just pick a whole new movie and start over. Um, <laughs> and we're going to go ahead and cover um, 1993's nope. 1991. ones. <laughs> 1991's uh, Nothing But Trouble. Yeah, I was just dreading this one because this, this movie is... Oh my you God, said it's... you wanted a horror movie. So I looked up horror movies 80, I looked up 80s and 90s horror movies and started going through the list of ones I hadn't seen for whatever reason this movie pops up as a horror movie and it is categorized as a comedy horror which yeah. is strange because horror I mean it's horrifyingly bad, bad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I mean we're jumping the gun on our rating here but this movie is like not that great yeah um it's this this is just uh uh, uh, it's garbage. I'll just say that. It released... Anyway, I gave you a list of mo- I just kept going th- down the list of movies I hadn't seen. You're like, no, no, no. And then this one, you I don't know, you jumped on it. I just got, I got tired of hitting the no button. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I can't help it. Those are horror but movies I, said I hadn't right seen. Off, right out the gate, though, I was like, you're going to hate this movie. You're going to hate this movie a lot. Well. Was I right or wrong? Let's find out, okay. shall we? <laughs> All right. Released uh, February 15th, 1991. So this is back-to-back movies we have done that were released in February. One was released February 13th. This was this one was released fe- February 15th. What? Okay. Wedding Singer. Yeah, I know, but I just, I could have swore this movie came out later. I thought that, hold on now, February because 15th. I feel like this is incorrect. I got to look this up. I am I not even, saying I looked, I, when it, I looked up when it came out and the movies it opened against. What do you mean? All right. I just felt like I saw it. Okay. I guess it was. <laughs> yes. February 15th, 1991. Okay. I, opened, I know what my brain just did. It's fine. It's okay. You keep doing you. I, I know what I did. <laughs> it opened. I don't think it ever climbed any higher than eight at the box office. Uh, oh. it, did op- it did open in 1,670 theaters, though. That's a lot. Okay. Yeah, I guess I relatively have no idea. But I'm not even gonna give this movie a chance, even though it opened against some great movies. Uh huh. This movie was still garbage because it it didn't stay in theaters long. Uh, number one at the box office, an all timer, Silence of the Lambs. I've never seen it. You could have picked that. I didn't know you'd never seen it, Megan. I we own it. I. Oh my God, we are not having this argument. Oh my gosh. I, I went through the list of movies. You did not. You didn't have that. I'm sure I did, but go on. <laughs> Sleeping with the Enemy. Arguably Julia Roberts' worst movie she's ever made. How do you follow Pretty Woman up with that? Um, We've talked about it, but I've never seen it. Don't. Okay. See this? Do you see, guys? Do you see what I have to deal with? <laughs> King Ralph. Which it, it, This was its opening weekend, too. I don't it's even know John, what that is. With John Goodman. It's, it, it's okay. It's goofy. And John it did Goodman, better than this. Yes. People were falling in love with John Goodman. <laughs> Okay. Roseanne was a huge show. Uh, Home Alone was still in theaters. Yeah, I know what King Ralph is. Yes, yes, sorry. I thought you would. Okay. I had to think about that for a second. <laughs> yeah, it's not a terrible movie. Home Alone was still in theaters. Still. So there's uh, another movie February. with John Candy, Candy in it. So he was in the top oh, 10 Oh, that's right. Movies. Yeah, he is in Home Alone. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dances with Wolves was okay. at number five. L.A. Story with Christian Slater. It's a good movie. All right. The Never Ending Story 2, two the next chapter. Mm-hmm. I always forget about this movie, but I watched this quite a bit because Jeremy loved this movie growing up. Okay. The Never Ending Story. Not Nothing But Trouble. No. Okay. No, my <laughs> sisters are the ones that watch Nothing But Trouble because they were into like like that. Oh, my. How do I describe it? Goofy bad movies. Oh, okay. I'll say that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Then number eight, Nothing But Trouble. Uh-huh. Number nine, White Fang. Which I think is a Disney movie. Don't quote me on that. I believe so, yeah. And then at number 10, Awakenings, which I don't remember that movie until I was looking it up and I was like, wait a second. This was like a movie that was like heavily shown and it did great in theaters. This was it on its way down. 
Is it a book too? Yes. Okay, I recognize. It's got the... an amazing cast. It was a. It was uh, nominated for multiple Academy Awards and stuff like that. It's. Mm-hmm. I was kind of blown away that I forgot about the movie. Yeah. Well. This movie's rated PG thirteen, <laughs> which I think is just that's overrated, because um... there's no nudity or nothing like that. They barely cuss. It doesn't depict actual death in this movie. Oh, uh, yeah, it does. There's a literal pile of bones. That's just bones. And you watch them get crunched up. You don't watch them get crunched up. You see them get... You don't even see them go into it. All this right. is as PG as it gets. Anyway, it's like you said, it's listed as a comedy horror. I don't get the horror part of it. I definitely get the comedy. Yeah. Uh, it has a running time of an hour and 34 minutes. It's about an hour and 30 minutes too long. <laughs> yes. It's about, I'd say, it, it does have good parts. A couple of good parts. <laughs> I said good parts and I was like, okay. take that back, John. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll give a synopsis on this movie. You tell me if it's accurate. Okay. While attempting to seduce gorgeous lawyer Diane Lightson, wealthy... I don't even know how you say this word. Gadabout? What? Is that a typo? It shouldn't be. Wealthy Gadabout? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Chris Thorne agrees to drive her to Atlantic City, New Jersey. But when some reckless driving draws the attention of a deeply critical cop, they and the flamboyant Brazilianaires... Who tagged along end up in the court of a grotesque and vengeful judge, who has a special vendetta against the wealthy and erudite. Erudite. Yeah. Who wrote this? I Wikipedia, IMBD. I don't know. IMDb, BD, whatever. You know what I meant. Um, Everything about this is bad. Even the synopsis. Using words I don't use in everyday life. Eat <laughs> <laughs> a dick. A Scrabble word. <laughs> Um, budget for this movie blew me away because I was like, "How did Dan Aykroyd get this kind of money?" <laughs> I don't <laughs> for his first movie. Yeah, well, go ahead. What was the budget? Forty to forty-five million dollars, depending on who you talk to. By the way, that is a, that is a good chunk of change for this movie. Yeah, very much so. That's way too much for this type of movie. But I, after watching this movie, you you can see where I'm coming from. This movie made $8.4 million. Yeah. I mean, I guess the budget they pay, it was it was the names. That's what they paid yeah. for. This is the true definition of a flop. Mm-hmm. All yeah. those names that were big in the 80s come right into the 90s and flop that big. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't think Dan Aykroyd's done like another directing job since this movie. Is this the only movie he's directed? I feel like I was looking that up and I couldn't find any other movie he no. directed. No, no, no. He hasn't done anything since. Or before. No. I think this he, is his he, only he, directing debut. I think he helped a little bit on uh, Twilight, the mo- or Twilight Zone, the movie. Okay. Well, and he could have some uncredited stuff out there. That's fine. That's but this, true. this was his director debut, directorial debut. And wow. Yeah. <laughs> so Which really bad. sucks because I... Getting older now, I see what he was trying to do. And uh-huh. I kind of get him as a person after watching interviews with him and stuff. And I'm like, I see what he was going for. Too bad his execution sucks. Yeah. This is the same guy that did freaking uh, Blues Brothers. Had a lot of input on that. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. So for the cast, we have Chevy Chase, which everybody should know him. He's America's dad. Um, He's... From the National Lampoon's movie or vacation movies, uh, mm-hmm. both Caddyshacks, The Three Amigos, Spies Like Us, also with Dan Aykroyd, and all the Fletch movies. Yeah. America's Dad's a stretch, but go on. He plays a dad in everything. I guess, but. Uh, then you have Dan Aykroyd, of course, famous for Ghostbusters, The Blues Brothers, uh, Tommy Boy in The Great Outdoors with John Candy, Demi Moore from Ghost. One Crazy Summer, St. Elmo's Fire, and G.I. Jane. Uh, John Candy, what would you think? Uh, when you think of John Candy, what do you think of? Oh, God. Everything. Um, <laughs> I know. It's, I don't know what the first movie would be. Cool Runnings, cool maybe. Cool Runnings, Planes, Trains, and probably Uncle Buck. Yeah. 
Um, Brian Doyle Murray, which always pops up in movies with these people. Uh, we know him from Scrooge, Groundhog Day, Caddyshack. Yeah. He's kind of a minor character. Uh, Taylor uh, Negron. Mm-hmm. He uh, has been in so many movies we talked about and done, like he was in Angels in the Outfield, Better Off Dead, One Crazy Summer. Uh, Angels Biodome. in the Outfield is probably the first one I think of him in. That was probably the first one I saw him in. When he sat on the hot dog. Yeah. That's what I think yeah. of as an assistant that just hates his life. I always forget he's in Fast Time at Ridgemont High. Also as a pizza guy. He's, in a, he's a pizza guy in a lot of movies. Crazy. It's like the the dude who who always plays the concierge in Pretty Woman. <laughs> it's true. He's a, he was that in, a, in quite a few movies. Yeah. Good call. Well, do you want to start giving favorite oh. scenes? Yeah, sure. I can go um, first, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, hello. What's wrong? Oh my god! I don't think it didn't save my. I'm going to go from the heart, you guys, because it didn't save my points. Oh, I'm super salty right now. All right. So the first thing I'm going to cover is um, I kind of remember them. I just don't remember the order it was in. So I'll start off with something lighthearted that I actually thought was funny. Uh, and that mm-hmm. would have to be John Candy's dual uh, dual player there where he's the cop and also the sister or no the granddaughter of the judge yeah um he has zero speaking lines of that he's just like brunhilda out here (laughs) what's her name it's like eldona eldonia yeah Yeah. something like that and oh my god set to marry chevy chase like first of all the judge is like oh he's she's got an eye for you (laughs) Some of the comments he I makes. I never let a banker go. Oh, God. I'll get to those scenes. But yeah, I guess that my first is just John Candy being funny. The thing is, as a cop, you you know he wants to do well. He wants to do the right thing. And he doesn't necessarily agree with the judge. Uh, played by Dan Aykroyd. I can't... What's his name? <laughs> judge? I don't oh, know. my gosh. His name is... Uh, well, Judge Volgenheiser. That's it, Heiser. Because we had to rewind part of the movie and put on captions because we swore they, they dropped the N word and we're like, what? <laughs> but they just said his name. So yeah. Anyway, John Candy's character. So the cop is really good, and then when he's playing the the granddaughter, it's funny. It's the, the funny thing is, this might be a short episode. This movie is so bad. I get... Well, we can crap on it. All oh, over. I plan to. <laughs> For a solid, like, 10 You know minutes. how hard it was? There's only one scene I, like, actually like about this Genuinely movie. Genuinely like? Yeah. But, okay, I'll pick... I can pick a couple scenes, though. I'm switching one. Okay. And that'll be after this one. So, uh, the judge's bedtime. <sighs> you see him take his nose off and stuff like that. Uh-huh. You get to see... All this uh, stuff about the judge, mm-hmm. all these people that he has uh, arrested in this tiny town. Yeah. Because he lives by the code where um, he's truly judge, jury, and executioner by himself. Mm-hmm. He's not judge, Judy, and executioner. <laughs> <laughs> so he literally either lets you go uh-huh. or, you, or you're sent to death. You There's no other alternative. And he holds grudges. This 106-year-old man still holds grudges over something he had nothing to do with. He's 106? Mm-hmm. Well, I missed that part. <laughs> but yeah, so um, he gets rocked with a bedpan. What else happens? Chevy Chase tries to fight him with a bone. And you find <laughs> out his cane's also a sword. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's seen. Oh, my gosh. The house is so cluttered, it makes me nervous. Oh, God. I, the anxiety I have just looking at the house is... All right. <laughs> Go ahead and give your next one. Well, gosh darn. I really hate that my points got erased in this. I don't know what happened. Um, I'm going to go with... I was going to say the second for last, but truthfully, it doesn't matter. I like when... Uh, <laughs> Uh, digital underground shows up out of randomly of all the people mm-hmm. who and show up in this town that's another uh 
person they probably had to pay pretty well was the whole the group of people yeah because they were on their way up with their one hit been all around the world yeah <laughs> but well when did tupac go off and do he had already mm-hmm. had his solo stuff going on didn't oh, he no he didn't become a solo artist till like 94 95 he was an actor f- really fast okay well what do i know <laughs> yes <laughs> anyway they show up in this town it's a car f- it's the whole group with some chicks or whatever mm-hmm, with their groupies full band mm-hmm. and their entourage along with that and they show up in this town and they also get pulled over and sent to the judge but they're able to win him over by singing one of their songs <laughs> and he gets into it <laughs> like oh uh, god what were they was it a made-up song or was it actually one of their songs it was, yeah all around the world that's what i kept saying before. is that what it was okay so they're just, <laughs> they made it solely for this movie too they're just That's like a sad thing wait what no they didn't yes, they, they wrote did. it for this song for, this, they, movie. for this movie yeah <laughs> I, and it has just the most ridiculous lyrics uh-huh what'd you say dick swinging ding-a-ling and funky beats ringing oh my god <laughs> i don't know oh but, my gosh <laughs> it it's one of the more entertaining parts of the movie Especially when you see people getting into it. Then the judge gets up and starts playing the uh, organ. Yes. God, it was awful. Dan Aykroyd. I don't know what what was going on in his head. But he's about to like send him to the bone crusher or something. And they're like, wait. And they sing him this song. And it just, he's like, oh, you guys are free to go. Yeah. (laughs) And then Chevy Chase is like, no, take me with you. (laughs) (laughs) No, don't worry about it, man. (laughs) I'll give you my best on your, on your, on your beautiful day. Oh, God, yeah, because he's getting married to... Eldona. Donia. Just because because he (laughs) ran into her. Yeah. You got your taint on her. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, My next scene... um, That was going to be my next scene, was that. But now I'll go back to what I was going to do. The fucking fun house part of this whole movie. Oh, yeah. Like, there's slides. uh, There's this great big junkyard. Mm-hmm. The house is set up like a... Kind of like a maze, really. Yeah. You have sliding walls. Uh, you had a room that was full of bat crap. Ooh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, this movie, this movie is so far out there, it's hard to describe it. Yeah, I, I had this on my my list too. <laughs> There's only so many things you can talk about this movie. I know. But yeah, it's it, when Demi Moore and Chevy Chase are trying to escape the house. Like you remember when they're laying in bed and the freaking bed just starts spinning? Yes. Because he, Dan Aykroyd, can see them laying in bed. Uh, he's looking through the, the picture on the wall. He's yeah. using, like, the eyes. Yeah, this old school uh, spy trick. Yes. Painting on the wall that has the eyes that come out. I want to know who used that first. Because now it's just, like, a funny thing. No one actually well, does it seriously. You gotta believe it would be in, like, a black and white film first. I don't or know, Or even, though, in I, like, I, an old novel or I something. I would bet it would be, like, Family of the Opera. I'm gonna look that up. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I'll go. I'll just if you can keep talking about it. Sorry if you had more to say. Oh no, just I really like that funhouse aspect of it. That was a really good touch in the movie. It's just it's hard for me to wrap my head around mm-hmm. the fact that this house is so cluttered. <laughs> for it yeah. to be a funhouse to have all these different tricks and stuff to it, like the freaking dinner table folds out like electronically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird how this town is essentially just one giant junkyard but they've managed to make it high tech like a high tech mm-hmm. junkyard and i'm just going off of your what you're talking about now because this is one of my scenes but that when they're just running through the house trying to escape and they don't even know where the front door is they get they end up going down the slide and getting separated mm-hmm. uh, demi moore thinks she found the car the beamer that she's gonna take off in and the, to find out it's just the frame i forgot it, they had the bmw yeah she's all excited because she saw the the license plate but then runs up to it and you find out it's just like it's down to the frame and just the seats and stuff and you and, get to see the two freaking grandsons eh, that are God. built like two bowls of human like tapioca pudding god and they don't got, no. and they got that dairy cream dairy queen freaking whip hair <laughs> yeah. all i can think of i haven't even read this book yet and i don't know 
it's on my list to read some for some reason I out of morbid curiosity. But I think it, I dirty my diaper. Oh, and it that's also Dan Aykroyd. That's Dan Aykroyd playing one of the the grandsons. But I have a book on my to read list that I know I've been forewarned by several people. It's a really gross book. But I'm still inclined to read it because I'm a glutton for punishment. But it's called The Slob. And that's all I can think of is this. Those two? Yeah. Like I, I'm like going ma- to picture that those two as The Slob in the book, The Slob. Yeah. The two grandsons are like big pro wrestling fans. They uh, are they are grotesque. We'll just say that. They're, real, they're just two heavy set giant man babies mm-hmm. wearing diapers working in the junkyard it they, sounds they're, stupid they're actually really good at their craft though <laughs> yeah you can definitely sure. tell they built a lot of stuff for the judge well that's true they probably are the ones who have put together some of the things that you see they have really bad names too oh i don't even know i don't even know if i care bobo and little D- oh, that's right yeah, little little dumbo Something like that. Because I remember Demi Moore is playing cards with them. Yeah. And she's like, come on, Bobo. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If I win, I get Diane. Oh, my God. Yes. And they talk. It's awful. It's bad. (laughs) It's not good. (laughs) Lord. What was the thing the judge said that I thought was actually really funny? At what part? Uh, They were talking about their drive. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. He's like, if if it's in a hearse, it's got to be worse. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I don't remember. Yep. I don't know. That was hilarious. (laughs) It's gone. It was a funny line. (laughs) Okay. You can go with your next part since I kind of hijacked. It's the supper. Okay. They just get woke up uh, for supper. Uh Uh-huh. And that's when you start seeing like this ginormous table that has the... uh, I don't know how to describe it. Drops out and then the like little mini train comes on there. It has all these condiments on it. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. yeah. With the then, train. Hi how do you like your dog? And then they're like, they're having dog. Oh. No, no, no. And then he starts to Frank Furters, you know, like they had night games. <laughs> and they're gray and they, gross. they were sickening looking. <laughs> Everything about this oh God. I still have two more scenes to talk about. <laughs> this scene, this scene is so nasty. Like watching Dan mm-hmm. Aykroyd eat the the hot dog on bread mm-hmm. with mustard. Talking about how it's how I like them. I hope you like them the same way. God. Those teeth, man. Uh, I don't know why he chose to have the Beetlejuice teeth for this character. It's really bad. Why did he choose a lot of things to look? The I way actually kind of think way. now after saying that he's gotten. Uh, there's two. Characters, I think he really got inspiration for that character he does in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I think he just mixed the two together. I'll bring that up. Okay. Actually, we're already going through the scenes. I guess I could just do it now. Go ahead. Uh, the grandpa from Texas Chainsaw. Oh, and God. Beetlejuice. I think he just took those two and mixed them together. Yuck. I could see that. That's gross. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, well, th- that's kind of like what this movie is, though. It is. It feels like if you made Texas Chainsaw comedy and just took the comedy part out of it by not being funny. Yeah. Not any blood and guts. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's the chase. Texas Chainsaw the comedy. Yeah. Okay. My fourth scene. (laughs) I'm going to go with the ending. Um, Mm. So it's where they think they've gotten away and they're Demi Moore and Chevy Chase are living their life and chevy chase is watching the tv and they're interviewing there's a news reporter out there because the house collapsed and burned to the ground and supposedly the judge died inside is what they thought but then are you talking about the the ending ending yeah okay keep going (laughs) well you you can jump in because i don't remember what he says exactly but chevy chase is watching this on the tv and (laughs) then they go to interview one of the people, one of the people standing by it's looking at it judge. and he's wrapped up in a blanket. And when he turns around, he hears him talking and you see the look on Chevy, his face just falls. He's like, no. And it turns around and it's the judge. And he says he's going to go take a, and live with his, his new uh, son-in-law. Oh, that's yeah. And 
Oh, God. And that's how it ends, which terrifies you because it's like, please don't make a sequel. Yeah, because then they gave it the Bugs Bunny ending. Uh-huh. Like Looney Tunes, him where he just jumps like, through a wall with the silhouette. Yes, the Chevy Chase. Oh my Chase. gosh, that movie! This movie sucks. <sighs> <Ugh>. <laughs> I still have two more things to talk about, don't I? Uh, uh, you have uh, one. Yeah, and I, I yep, yep, you've got two. <laughs> oh gosh, the I did think it was funny when Chevy Chase, the same scene you were on mm-hmm. when he was asleep and he was making all the noises and stuff, like having oh. an actual nightmare. <laughs> no, nowhere he just started whistling. Whistling in his sleep. <laughs> I've never seen someone whistle in their sleep. I think that's why it worked. Like, Chevy Chase was a good pick for this movie. It's just the movie sucked. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. My second one. Okay. Well, let's go right into it. John Candy in drag. He was funny in drag. Yeah. Didn't look too bad. No. He was a convincing He looked looked like everyone's strong aunt Uh or or cousin. (laughs) (laughs) Like the one you're like, you want to go play touch football at Thanksgiving? Uh Uh-huh. And she has like the really soft voice, but then she hits you like she's a man. Uh oh, was I the cousin? <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid I was. <laughs> and I have a cousin like that. Oh, you do? That's right. Yes. <laughs> cousin or niece? Cousin. Okay. Niece too, I guess. Oh, okay. But I don't want I to be picked on my niece. <laughs> you're talking about your niece. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She does. She does hit people like a man. Oh Lord. All oh right. my gosh! Are you ready for my last scene? I'm glad I just, more? I'm glad I just got through that. Like you have like that little lingerie part where <gasps> ooh, picking out the wedding clothes. Yeah, and Chevy Chase is just like <laughs> <laughs> shaking not, his head. Yeah, not really taking it serious, but he's like like saying yes and no to things she's wanting to put on. Uh huh. Giving the thumbs up. Oh god. Okay. Oh, this movie's awful. So my final scene, I will say, this one actually got me. Um, it, it was good. It was a good, uh, change. I don't All right. Here's what happened. So <laughs> I'll just, <laughs> what? it's hard describing stuff in this movie. It is. This okay. movie is, uh, <sighs> okay. So I, I'll just get into it. It's the part where they do escape the house and they get away. Somehow they get the beamer to work mm-hmm. and they drive away and they go to, uh, the lawyers, I think, uh, Demi Moore, they drive them to like, I don't even know who it is, the lawyers that they meet up with. And they're telling them. Oh, the agents. Yeah. And they're telling them what happened. They're like, we just left this crazy house and it's like a maze. And there's all these missing people like Jimmy Hoffa's there. And um, they're drawing a map of like where the house is and stuff. And they're like, well, we're going to have to take you guys in to get statements. And they're like, no, we, we don't need a lineup. We can show mm-hmm. you him. And they're like, okay. So they put him in the car and they say, take us to the house. So Demi Moore and Chevy Chase, take them to the house. And they knock on the door and the judge is acting all frail and old. Now he's acting all frail and old. Like what? Who are you Who people? Are you bothering an old man? And they turn around to like tell the agents are like, this is the guy. And when they turn around, the Hi, whole, whole town is, is standing behind them waving. And that is the most terrifying part of the movie when you find out that everyone's in on it. That was like the Twilight Zone ending. Yes. That's how the movie should have ended. It, Yes, it should have. <laughs> but that was that was a good twist. I was like, oh, my God, this is a nightmare that never ends. <laughs> no, no. Because it didn't need a sequel. Just end it there. Like them being screaming, no. And that's, I would have taken that ending over what we I were think given. It I think it would have changed how I viewed the movie a lot. Yeah. If they ended it that way. Because that was, that was a great spot. Because I think there's still maybe 10 minutes more of it after that. Yeah, because you got to think they still got to escape back to the city. Yeah, there's no need for that last 10 to 15 minutes. <laughs> <sighs> All, All right, right, your my, last scene. My last scene's actually... I really like the band Damn Yankees. Uh-huh. And I found out after re-watching this movie, they did the song uh, Mr. Bone Stripper. Uh-huh. For the Bone Stripper part. Really? Yes, that's them uh, doing that song. So they wrote it for this movie. Like yes. Digital Underground wrote a, mo- a song for this movie. Yes. So that's where some of the other money went. Why? I cannot believe. Did people really believe this movie was just going to... Just skyrocket? I don't understand. When you look at the cast, it's all these people at their peak. 
Right. In and theory, Demi Moore was on the climb. In theory, it should have been a hit just based off of name Cast value alone. alone. And no, no. <laughs> yeah, because I can't like looking through it. Like you see some of the the artists that's on the soundtrack. Uh huh. It's like how they get them. Then I realized it's because everybody thought these names are going to be able to pull money. So we might as well put a song toward the soundtrack. Well, and truthfully, they probably didn't even see the script. They're probably like, hey, Dan Aykroyd's directing this movie with Chevy Chase and Demi Moore. Do you want in? And they're like, uh, yeah, I want mm-hmm. in on that. <laughs> oh, and John Candy's going to be a side character. Yeah. Like you throw out all these names and they're probably like, sign me up. Yeah. No, I don't want to read the script. <laughs> that, that's had to have been what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'll I'll be there. Just just put me down. I trust it. You know what? Yeah. I trust the process. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the bone strippers part's really good. It turns into like this carnival ride of death. Uh-huh. Uh The judge decides that you're going to be put to execution, which he does that to a Baldwin. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you what Baldwin. I just know it's one of the middle brothers. <laughs> <laughs> they they And they get dropped through the floor and then they're on the bone stripper. And then the song plays. And then the bones get spit out of the uh, chute. Oh, it doesn't drop them through the floor. It takes them on that conveyor belt. The The floor starts moving and it heads oh, out. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. the floor does drop out. It drops out to the conveyor belt. It pulls no, apart. No, because Chevy Chase and Demi Moore drop out and they fall into all those like toys and stuff, all the trash. And then the conveyor belt is what takes them out of the building. It's two separate traps. There's either the trap door that oh, they fall yes, in. Oh, yes, you're right, you're right, you're right. You're and right. then the conveyor belt, yeah. I was watching. <laughs> you were. <laughs> Reluctantly. Yeah, no, you don't watch any, any movies and then watch this oh, one. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they get taken to the bone stripper. That's that's what I would assume maybe and a PG-13. the bone stripper makes a laugh noise. It's so silly. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a big face and the teeth are these, like, metal things that crush They're like it. cylinders that got uh like teeth on them or yeah. spikes and there's also like those they had those chains and stuff inside there with like razors and stuff on them mm-hmm. bone stripper oh whole mess dude and then it cleans itself off it has sprayers oh yeah that's right and it's just that's like my the only part of the movie i liked like genuinely <laughs> liked <laughs> chevy chase broke it by trying to <laughs> Uh, crawl on the conveyor belt uh-huh. so he didn't go into the actual bone stripper part of it and he broke it that was kind of sad oh well did we have an honorable mention for this movie no i mean sorry i answered that way too fast <laughs> i feel like we gotta at least give one okay i fausto and ronaldo are these two brazilianaires that kind of tag along yeah they invite themselves yeah well, they get caught up in this mess, too. Only they are able to escape. They jump through a window and they jump into like a, I guess you could just say a sewer like pond. Like a swamp or something. Yeah. And they bec- they befriend uh, John Candy and then they escape. Oh, that's true. You do get a little bit of a happy ending. The three of them, they end up in hiring Brazil. John Candy. and Actually, she's dating she because mm-hmm, it's brother sister. and sister. So, yeah, she ends up dating john candy and they just live their lives out in luxury yeah good for them i can't wait to hear what freaking trivia you got for this oh well i've never wanted to get through an episode so quick (laughs) okay so the reason i made the comment about chevy chase being america's dad i'm like "Mm, it's kind of like once you know what chevy chase is like behind the scenes Mm -hmm. he's not a fun guy to work with um demi moore so first of all i will say that uh no i'll go ahead and tell you about chevy chase first just because he's bad they said the crew overall enjoyed working with john candy and demi moore they thought they were wonderful people yeah i've never heard a bad thing about john candy but chevy chase proved to be a nightmare and this is something he is infamous for is just being awful on set They said he was verbally abusive to everyone on set and tried to speak on Demi's behalf about her skimpy costume and stated that he had more worth than Aykroyd because he had the bigger paycheck. (laughs) Seems a little off, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't, I mean, and it says the the crew was furious that Chevy's, of Chevy's treatment toward 
Dan Aykroyd, and one crew member even threatened to drop a brick on Chevy Chase's head if he ever spoke to Dan Aykroyd like that again. So he must See, have just been awful on this Dan movie. Dan Aykroyd's another one of those guys in Hollywood people talk about being a genuinely good dude. Uh-huh. And obviously he got along with Chevy Chase because they did more than one movie together. They've done quite a few, honestly. They even did Caddyshack 2 together. Yeah. Maybe just how he treated him as a director. Like, maybe they're fine if they're just co- co-stars, co but as a director, maybe he didn't. Maybe. I, I don't know. All right, so Demi Moore had more screen time than either Dan Aykroyd or John Candy, but she is credited fourth behind them. And well, she, she, was on, she was on the climb. She wasn't that Demi Moore yet. I guess, but that for this particular movie, she had more screen time than both of them. And Chevy Chase, even though technically his character, they're both like co-main leads, sort of, mm-hmm. um, he still got put first and then she was like down the line. And then in the theatrical trailer, she's credited second after Chevy, but Dan Aykroyd as the director, since he was a director and acted in the movie, they felt... The studio felt that it would be best to put him second after Chase in the actual film. Mm. I can I, I can agree with that. Dan Aykroyd was a name. So Dan actually came up for the idea for this movie from his own personal experience that he had. This seems to be a theme with a lot of directors. <laughs> Uh, in 1978, he was pulled over for speeding in a rural town in northeastern the United States. The police officer that took him in took him to the local justice of the peace in the middle of the night for a trial. Really? 1978. Mm-hmm. At night? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so this, like, really happened. <laughs> he it really just... stuck in his head, obviously, but... Mm-hmm. So Dan proved to be very popular with the crew for listening to and enacting all of the crazy ideas that they threw at him, including the bone stripper, the roller coaster that goes through the Valkenheiser mansion and the dinner table with the built in model train set serving food. So these people came up with these ideas and threw them at him. And he was just like, sure. Why not? But I think it added to the movie. But while the crew had a blast making the movie as grotesquely absurd as possible, it also caused the film to go over budget. Warner Brothers execs had weekly meetings with Aykroyd pleading for him to rein things in, but didn't act themselves because they were already distracted with another troubled production of The Bonfire of the Vanities. I've never even heard of that. I don't know. So the Warner Brothers was just not having a good time in 91. (laughs) kind of sounds like it (laughs) so yeah i guess it shouldn't have even cost that much money he just went over because he kept taking people's ideas and making them happen it's like you gotta learn to say no that's probably why he didn't direct again too warner brothers probably like no not no (laughs) it's really weird to me that warner brothers is the one that let him do this movie yeah i would never guess that this same uh place where tim burton got his shot and all that but oh i guess if you're looking to get your shot back then that's the place to go right Mm -hmm. i'll give you a couple more here so you did say chevy chase and dan Aykroyd worked together before or after this and they were for all intents and purposes um friends Mm -hmm. so chevy didn't like the script but he took the leading role because he wanted to work with dan who he considered a friend at the time and thought that they could improve the movie by improvising chase later said that Aykroyd took a huge career hit when the movie bombed because he had taken on so many roles director writer actor and producer that Mm -hmm. no one else had a high enough profile to take blame for how bad things turned out so it really did fall on dan Aykroyd. But he he spread himself way too thin in this movie. Well, he also played a double part. Mm Mm-hmm. You got to think he did prosthetic makeup. That takes a long time to put on. Yeah. Uh, Dan later agreed to play the giant adult baby Bobo as -hmm. well after no one else wanted to play the part and found it stressful to play two parts in heavy makeup while simultaneously directing and producing. So, yeah, he just it was not a good time for him. This movie, they should have just shut it down, honestly. Or brought in another director. 
Yeah, call someone else in so he could just focus on, like, one thing. You're going to tell me he ain't got any friends in Hollywood? He did a favor for freaking Steven Spielberg. That's why he's in Temple of Doom. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do, okay, this is the last one I'll give you. So Dan Aykroyd had trouble settling on the ending, which was written and rewritten during the shoot. Mm. Eventually, they settled on Chase's character learning through the television that Valkenheiser survived the destruction of Valkania and Valkenvania. What did I say? I don't know. And leaving a Chase-shaped hole in the wall. <clears throat> the crew were dissatisfied with the ending, but it was the best they could come up with. We that, just gave you a better ending. I say, that's false. That... I cannot believe that they they didn't see it, it was oh right God. there in front of their faces. Yeah, you that Twilight Zone ending would have been great. Yeah, and they just kept saying, you know, oh this ending's not good, this ending's not good. If it's not good, start working your way back to see where it went wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's that moment. Stop it there. Like, would the movie have been great without without the last 10, 15 minutes? No. It still would have been a bad movie, but it at least it had an ending that people could have been like well there's that yeah (laughs) i I don't think it would have punched as hard as being such a bad movie Mm -hmm. because i think the the looney tunes ending at the it's so bad yeah and don't leave it open for a sequel you already know i mean everyone was sounds like they were miserable during that movie probably Mm -hmm. why would you write an ending that leaves an open-ended ending why would you do that oh i don't know God. Dan Aykroyd took so much flack for this movie. He won uh, Worst Supporting Actor uh, at the uh, Golden Raspberries, too. On that one, I, I, think I, this I do mo- agree I think this is one of those movies they had that was nominated in every category. I can imagine. Yeah. Oh, God. We should rate this. <laughs> yes. Let's please get done with this. <laughs> okay. It's not that we didn't enjoy this episode. I actually thought it was funny to talk about some of this stuff, but... We have to, you know, we're sitting here covering all these movies and giving them high ratings and diamond ratings and (laughs) so much love on these movies. But there's got to be, you know, that there's just going to be a movie that we don't like. I mean, I figured it would probably be a five finger stinker is what you're saying. Well, I figured maybe there would be a movie that one of us absolutely hated and the other one liked. But you know what? Can we have one that goes no star? I don't know. Let's find out. Okay. <laughs> Rewatchability. Uh, unless I'm showing it to somebody, this isn't a movie I go out of my way to watch. You know when we used to have bad movie nights? I know. This would fit right this in with that. This would be it. This, And everyone would be like, why are you showing us a Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd movie? Oh, like, they've done terrible work. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> this is why. Um, yeah, I feel like... I don't even know if I would want to make someone watch this as a joke. This I don't is, know. We've watched some really terrible movies. Like, I don't think I could in good conscience leave this room and like, like tell what, my sister, hey, you should check this movie out. <laughs> like, what was, the, what was the vampire movie we watched where they were all like uh, small people? Ankle biters. Is that what it was called? Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's Bald a, Blade. I'm just telling you the name of the movie, you guys. And I don't even know... It, it's yeah little people or vampire oh man that movie was terrible and they all latch onto this really tall vampire <laughs> really tall he's average size no they're he just, is a tall man no, he has no to, they aren't he has they're, to carry the little vampires <laughs> oh he was an average size oh, man that's such a bad movie okay so this one um for rewatch, it's going to get uh, a one from me because there is the possibility that as a joke, I would lay this on someone and be like, you should totally check this movie out. I wouldn't go out of my way to just show it to him. I'm going to give it a half a star. But I don't, yeah, I don't want to be responsible for someone yes. watching this movie. I, I'll give it, I'll give it, I'll give it a half. I'm not even going to give it a one. Okay. Uh, the next thing we're going to rate it on is the legacy <laughs> okay i have to be honest about this this movie has like this crazy silly resurgence with the horror community why because they love trash movies oh god oh god um everything is art now and this is just bad art but it's still considered art it's gross like i said the the book i'm gonna read eventually the slob really gross it's that's the same thing it's 
people, it's one of those things where like, don't look. So the first thing you do is look, I'm that right. person. You know, you said you're going to hate this movie. And I was like, let me decide. <laughs> I'm usually right. <laughs> um, you can mark me down a good nine out of 10. I'm going to be right. Well, as far as legacy goes, I don't know. I don't see this out in the wild anywhere. Uh, it I, pops up a lot on a lot of things I I view. Then I'll give it a one. I'll give it... I'm going to give it a one and a half. Okay. <laughs> the last thing we're going to rate it on is the look and feel. Gross. Disgusting. It, Grotesque was a good word they used uh-huh. in the trivia. Honestly, it, it's... <laughs> It's like the Texas Chainsaw movies. It's it just doesn't have like the shitty filter on it. Just seeing the cover and seeing the prosthetics that uh, Dan Aykroyd's wearing. At one point, his nose is one hundred percent a penis. Yes, it, it is. And, it's a bad prosthetic. Um, I, I music. Just knew the music in this is not bad. That's one saving thing it's got for it. But I knew looking at the cover and seeing Dan Aykroyd and his makeup and prosthetics that I wasn't going to be able to eat watching this movie. It's one of those <laughs> that just get, makes me ill. And I think we were eating dinner and I was like, I'm going to go ahead and stop because I feel like we're about to because as soon as they got stopped in the town, I was like, I'm going to stop eating now because I just know we're about to see him. And we did. And I was like, <laughs> I'm glad. I stopped. And when we got to the junkyard, oh, thank God. I couldn't take like... The dinner scene when he's eating the hot dog is really hard to watch. Uh-huh. He makes that big O mouth. <laughs> it's making me sick. <laughs> oh, oh. I don't know why. Hey, I'm, come on, I'm laughing because I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Then having the dick nose just oh, puts it over the God. top. I'll, like, I'll give it a two. It's not getting any higher than that. Your face, like your face just... And I'm la- I can't stop laughing because of how uncomfortable I am. Um, I think. Oh, then the freaking Hawaiian punch. They cracked open a can, and it was it was like the kind you have to. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Use like a, a can opener. <laughs> yeah, they didn't even use that. They used a oil, uh, oil an oil uh, siphon. <laughs> yeah, it was not okay. I'm gonna give it a, a one. I'm just doing ones across the board. My overall in this movie is one. <laughs> I think if you average mine out, it's a one. Um, I still God. think that's too high. That Yeah, that is being generous. <laughs> I am glad we got through this one. Oh, Lord. Just remember this, everybody. <sighs> Megan picked this. Megan did not. Megan suggested it as a movie she had never seen. And yes. you said yes. No, I said sure. You made me speak in third person. How dare. How dare. I'm going to start using the royal we now. Well, we are done with this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we can't wait to be done with this episode. Next week. And we already told you, next week. Uh, I am actually looking forward to next week's movie. Thank I am too. Goodness. I'm glad we got through a bad one to do a good one. I know. It's like a, such a, it's like a palate cleanser. I know. It's like lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> and you have given me a great cast to work with, though, for my first of the month movie next, next month. So. I know. You can't fail. <laughs> you stuff me with shit. No, actually, it's I like, can't. I get David Arquette. Listen to me. I can fail. I can because how I have to find a movie you haven't seen. That's fine. And with a cast like this, you've seen all their movies. Hey, Taylor Negron, you could pick for him. You could, there's so many people you get to pick from. Yeah, and then I'm gonna end up boxing. I've seen every Chevy Chase movie. I'm gonna box you in, and that, but I want to find one that I've seen that you've not seen. That is my I know, challenge. Megan, I know what the I know how to play the game. <laughs> Quit getting heated. Look, they you... Nobody getting heated. You you did the dirtiest thing you could have done to somebody. You put me in a corner and no. I picked Spree. I couldn't even go retro with the cast that you gave me. Yes, I, you, you got airheads. You saw all their movies. I kept... I was even picking, like, the little blonde chick. And she was in movies. And I'm like, he's seen these. This isn't fair. You could have picked Steve Buscemi. I haven't seen all his movies. But I have to see them too. It has to be a movie. You could have watched it before me, then have me watch it, Megan. Uh, That still counts. 
no one wants to hear us argue. <laughs> He's yelling at me. Oh, do not. <laughs> she hits me. Well, oh, wow. <laughs> we have to end. Look at what happened. We Why did this become domestic? This movie has made us something it's bringing out the evil what's happening to us we have to get away from this movie next week stick around for uh, a sneak peek of the movie we already told you that we're going to cover it's like Ghostbusters 2 with Dan Aykroyd we, we jumped in the slime now we just want to fight each other it's a slime yeah <laughs> now we're going to strip down off. oh now we <laughs> yeah. gotta go yes <laughs> bye next week on the retro club Do the countdown. <laughs> <laughs> you made me cough. I didn't want to. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> we quote so many things about this movie. Mm-hmm. Like Esmeralda, when she's like, the in the basement. I don't quote that. You know what I quote? I do. I know who you quote. But who do I quote? In the basement, the Alamo. Okay, who's the second person I <laughs> What do I always say you, to you, John? Oh. I like you. Oh. Like. like. <laughs> I like you. Yes, you do say that. That's Pee Wee. I do. I quote everything. I love Francis. He's such a good D-bag. Doesn't he remind you of Josh? He reminds me My of friend so, Josh. a friend of mine. I don't want to say I'm not even. Himself. I'm not picking on you, Josh. <laughs> I love he, you. Well, he reminds Wait, me. Can I guess who it is? We're just going to go ahead and say it. Is it oh. Kevin? No. <laughs> no. My bike. Oh, my God. Does. Doesn't he remind you of Kevin? Ew, I just think of him too. Like, no, he reminds me of another you friend. You do believe me, don't you, Dad? Stop, <laughs> Mixing and music by Kelsey Ingram. Cover art is by Megan Harris. Research is by John and Megan Harris. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Slasher at RetroClubPod. Or visit our website at RetroClubPod.com for episode information and more. You can listen to The Retro Club on Podbean, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, and more. Make sure to like, follow, and subscribe, or we'll find you.